Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. A tiny world in a containment tank. A Portuguese man of war. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology monsters and reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, with me at the table, my two best friends in the whole wide world. Why, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Hey! How's everybody this evening? Oh, tip top, buddy. Fine. Guys, we enjoyed a fine episode this evening. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, what we do around these parts is we watch anthology horror, a different spooky story every week we have watched all of tales from the dark side we have watched the first season of 2019's creep show and we are in the second season of monsters we're practically done with it yeah Yeah. the end of the second season so we are excited to bring you an episode called micro minds it is customary around here that we guess what this episode (laughs) is about based on title alone we call it the dark side guess would anybody like to go uh, first? I'll go first. Let's get the turd out of the way. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Microminds. Gerald Hoskins was desperate for a win. After pitching three bombs in a row, it was make it or break it time. His new idea, little brains with wheels called Microminds. He was promptly <laughs> escorted from the building. The end. <laughs> little brains with wheels. Oh, that's great, Matt. I'm the Microminds minds man. See? I actually I actually wrote boo. No, no, it's great. Yeah, just try to put a little effort in, Matt. (laughs) Microminds. This town is full of small thinkers, little pathetic minds. But the smallest one of all, that honor belongs to Sheriff Roger Toeheel, a big turd in a cowboy hat who solves mysteries by getting turds on them. (laughs) What? Whoa. Whoa. I have I have so many questions. Left hook out of nowhere. He saw the sheriff is a turd. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Did you say a turd in a in a cowboy yeah. hat? So he's is, a is, sheriff. This, is this a southern turd? Yeah. Or is this a turd? I say like... there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> so you're not confused. So let me get this straight. Yeah. He shows up to a crime scene mm-hmm. and he puts his poop on something mm-hmm. and he's like. I'm getting a sensation. <laughs> yes. So, okay, so wait. Are the deputies other turds? Are they flies? What do we, what, like, I think the what deputies is this hierarchy? Are smaller turds. Smaller turds? Okay. You know, or he's is, a lone gun. Everybody's a human except, except, the for turd, except for turd sheriff. Okay, maybe that's uh, okay, Sheriff so, Roger Toheel. But is, he, but is he, like, a human-sized turd? Or is, he, like, is he just a turd? He's just a little turd. 
He's a tiny turd. He's a tiny turd. But where did he get the hat that fits him? It's like something you'd put on a like a, a squirrel. It's like a water. It. I stole it from a Toy Story Woody. <laughs> yes, there you go. That works. Where I don't know where did they get? I like that the the immediate place your mind went was. Oh, we did the, like the one that you put on a squirrel on a water, water ski. You know that squirrel riding water ski? I did that. <laughs> but as a toad, they solved problem. Um, micro minds. Look at those minds. So micro. What's that? Micro minds? Macro penis? <laughs> Why do we still do it? Oh, there's more. Wait. <laughs> Wait, you're not done? I'm interested. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Unfortunately. None of these guesses were correct, weird. if you can believe it. <laughs> so, Jen, please tell us them sweet deets. <laughs> All right, guys. We watched Micro Minds. This is season two, episode 20 of Monsters. Holy cow. I can't Jesus. believe it. This aired March 4th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. An astronomy student believes she has contacted an alien life form that is frighteningly close to Earth. This was directed by Anthony Santa Croce, who had served as producer of the series for most of season one and the first part of season two. Written by D. Emerson Smith. This was his second script for the series. Episode starred Troy Donahue as Dr. Becker. Troy Donahue was a 60s teen heartthrob. He was ranked number 10 in TV Guide's list of TV's 25 greatest teen idols. Along with Doug McClure, he was the inspiration for the Simpsons character Troy McClure. Oh, yeah. Yep. What? Used, uh, he was in The Godfather Part 2, uh, using his real name, Merle Johnson. Uh, he taught acting classes on Holland America cruise ships. His later films were almost entirely for the low-budget home video market. Uh, for example, 1990s Sex Pot and 1990s Nudity Required. <laughs> Belle Avery played Paula. She was in The Living Daylights. Uh, she did not have, uh, I think she only had one other acting credit. She uh, was a producer. She produced The Meg and a film called My Sexiest Year. The, the Meg, like the Jason Statham movie? Yes. From, yeah. David Parmenter was the voice of Gok. He mostly did editing work uh, as a negative cutter. His you only <laughs> His only acting credits are this and a 1992 episode of Homefront, where he's credited as Fourth Mourner. The TV book cover this month was Challenger Catastrophe, starring Barry Bostwick and Karen Allen. Yikes. Uh uh, this evening, the, the night that this aired, if you were watching HBO, you could watch uh, Action Jackson, followed by the Ooh. Jigsaw Murders. Sit, uh, Arsenio had Phil Collins and B. Arthur. There were uh, no Simpsons, no SNL. Uh, it was instead the National Easter Seal Telethon with Pat Boone. Before so, he went metal, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, there was also a show on uh, Channel 42 that you could tune into called... Uh, Cats and Dog, which I was not familiar with. Uh, I am not familiar with The description either. of uh, the episode of Cats and Dog uh, is criminals go after the evidence at canine headquarters. And so I thought, boy, I wonder what Cats and Dog is about. Oh, God. Well, 
Oh, my God. Once you found this information out, you shared it with me immediately. Yes. But we have kept Matt in the dark to get oh. his reaction to it. Okay. But what I, I found from the nickels worth of my research mm-hmm. is Cats and Dogs was the... Or cats and Dog. Cats and Dog. K-A-T-T-S. K-A-T-T-S. And Dog, D-O-G, went by the new adventures of Rin Tin Tin. In the United States. So Cats oh, and Dogs okay. was a Canadian show. In the U.S., it went, and, and the dog's name is Rudy. Yes. In the Canadian show. In the new adventures of Rin Tin Tin, they went in and overdubbed every time they said the dog's name and called him Rinty. <laughs> so I don't want to oh, play this whole geez. thing, but I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to play it. There's, there's a deer. Okay. Got it. Let's see. There's people and a dog. So still out here. Machines. No people. Mm-hmm. Just us. The guy in the village said there were wolves out here. Is the dog gonna talk? <laughs> Rudy, come on, you scared him. <laughs> What's he doing? So I will say this. This dog is a better actor than than For sure. either of the humans. Yeah. Yes. So I'm. Just I mean, that deer killed it though. Get to just, the yeah. Get to the 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 intro the uh, the credits. So yep. So I'm just gonna fast forward a little bit, and uh, these are the credits for Cats and Dog. So in that short clip of music that you've heard, there was a major canine takedown of a man in a trench coat, obviously a stuntman, obviously a stuntman, but yeah, in a suit, hiding the padded arm that he's holding out with a gun, yeah, so that he doesn't get mauled by this German shepherd. And then a car tried to gently pass another car on the right and (laughs) blew up, just blows it up. So. All right, we're we're not. Uh, let's keep let's keep going. All right. So we we got the credits that are going to come up here. Dog jumping, chasing people. Starry. Jesse Collins. Oh, that guy. Rudolf von Holstein the third. So the dog's name is Rudolf von Holstein the third as Rudy. Rudy. I saw Rudolph von Helstein the third, and I about lost my mind. And like, I mean, I also really appreciate that the dog gets title credits above the child. child. In the show. <laughs> well, and also the the humans, the human man's intro has him. Obviously, doing inane dialogue where he's like, I don't know, mm-hmm. we'll get Subway for lunch. Yeah. This dog is holding it together. I, I'm sure that this it dog's barks. a great actor. Yeah. I'm sure that it barks once mm-hmm. in this, but it's like a dignified bark. Yeah. Uh, the kid, I don't even. Well, let's see what let's this just... does. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I, oh, my favorite oh part my about this credit sequence is when he hits the guy in the stomach and he falls over. No, is that it's a bunch of head and shoulder shots of the main principal human actors with like the dog in the background just yes. into the frame. Just like, well, hey guys, don't forget about me. What's I mean, going on up here? The dog did sign a contract. The dog has to be I in need my screen time. At yeah. least 75% of the scenes. Uh, so let's just finish this up. I'm looking for... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the dog's hugging. Oh, I'm waiting for one more dog takedown. Uh, I think that's a later season because I think that's that credit season, season. Jesus Christ, that credit five, looked even better six. than the one that I watched. Well, that I mean, had the um, there was like a robbery taking place with uh, uh, cats and the kid getting. I'm kidnapped. assuming I'm assuming that cats were the dad and kid. Yeah, cats is the is the dad. Is, he ends up adopting the kid or something, and then dog is dog. Dog is. <laughs> Dog is dog. But there's a line that the uh, the criminal who is kidnapping the cop says, and it is, don't make me cancel the subscription on your life. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a schoolyard bully threat. What does that mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I... So that's Cats and Dog. Oh, that You could was... have watched that instead of this or both. And I, I pray you that know, you did. I'm... Yeah. So, uh, that's, guys, that's uh, the episode. And uh, <laughs> honey, it's family hour. It must be something else. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's Monsters, our favorite Let's watch it. Woof. <laughs> Take him down. <laughs> Let's watch it. Let's watch it. I know I did. The door from the monster swings wide open, and oh. it's like rain on your wedding day. A cool ride, an electronic escapade, a lady at a computer just doing her best. With and a bleep machine from Star Trek <laughs> in the background. That sound was 100% the Star Trek, like the... Blur, blur. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't, and I a vector it, but... graphic on the, uh, oh. on the uh, bit magic screen. I wrote great science machine. So much science. This... This is the opening. We have a woman, obviously a scientist. Because she has glasses. I wrote, I wrote a science lady. Yes. And a lab coat. So we know this shit is for real. And she is in front of a lady computer with MTV OS circa 1992. <laughs> I did not catch almost anything that was said in this episode. Oh. It was just, I... it was just pseudoscience jargon for 75% of it. So yeah. instead of business, 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 it's I wrote science, science, science. science, science. science. Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Um, this this episode really wanted you to be confused into acceptance <laughs> because everything. <sighs> Number one, I feel like I've seen this episode on the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Uh, I and and then the Simpsons did this episode uh, yes. of the Twilight Zone. I, this is a. It's discovering a uh, tiny alien life. 
Correct. I mean, if I can, if I can just interject, this is more of an outer limits. <laughs> You're right, <laughs> Matt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it me. science. It, it us. Science. Science. Uh, I, I just very quickly. She's some science student that hasn't been to class. Her professor walks into the science lab for some reason, uh, and she's like, "But I've discovered. Uh, I've." She's communicating with alien life through this toaster. Uh, <laughs> alien life who can speak. Perfect English and right. She's imitate her importantly. Well, yeah, she's she's been like sending messages back and forth, and they've been sending the right answers to. Oh, I I don't know, like Jake's, whatever whatever the they did in TV contact, guide, right? like, uh, yeah, the the crossword magazine. Truly, like she has discovered something of which you wouldn't casually stay in the lab and keep working on this discovery is so mammoth why wouldn't she ring the this, bell all of this quote all of this discovery is very cash in this episode um i i think that that would be because of oh god what were the fucking names of those two dudes like rosencrantz and gildenstern <laughs> well she's paul like Feynman and brown or something where like he kept checking for like evidence of them like punking them or something. Oh yeah, so they start. So she starts actually hearing them talk. Steinberg and Brown—that's what their names were. Right. So, so we'll paint the scene the rest of the way. We've got Lady Computer sitting behind there, MTV OS. There is a vector graphic displayed on it that is some kind of sonar, and or, then or just. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Then in from the uh, elements walks the main scientist in penny loafers and a wet jacket. Dr. Thomas Becker. And uh, he basically goes over to science lady and was like, you haven't been in class in three days, as we mentioned. What's happening? She tells him the discovery. And then out of nowhere, it starts talking to them. It, very well. And it, it, but it, like hilarious broken English, you know. Yeah, I just wrote "gok speak me gok, English." Me gok, gok hear your gok words. hear your word through water through water walls. Yeah, I mean by the end of it, like he's not ending sentences and prepositional phrases. Like you are gok's water wall. <laughs> and then it goes back to the um, dot matrix uh, printer screen, <laughs> and I just write "run alien stock market dot xe." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see the alien stock market crashing on the screen. Uh, Gok starts asking them, are they of the strain? Right. Mm -hmm. Are you the one strain? The strain. The The strain. So um, after it started speaking, I wrote, you give me cash money, me laser, you eyeball. eyeball. (laughs) I am... I am confused at the beginning because I thought they were really trying to this bitch, the Laura character. Okay. Because she is... Paula. Paula, excuse me. They were trying to this bitch, the Paula character, because it seemed like they were making her words kind of sharp and curt. Well, it was was, her discovery. I mean, it was her discovery. It absolutely was, but I felt like they were painting her as mean. Oh, I was seeing her more as like frustrated by this, and maybe it was a modern interpretation of this this white dude doctor coming in, being like, "Oh, your scientific discovery—that was mine, actually. Give it." 
I feel I'm, like they were. I'm, I'm more on. I'm, I'm more on Jen's. Camp I agree than... that that's exactly what it was, but I felt like they were painting him as like this kind of ha ha skeptical, McCle- skeptical hot yeah. shot scientist. Ex- exactly, who comes and swoops in and saves the day, and her as like the 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 bossy woman, Is right? Exactly. I felt like that's a how they lesbian. Were... <laughs> well, I wrote this bitch science. Yeah. Um. So, not he's no, also not the... very sexually harassing of her. Oh, oh. He... This was a simpler time for white men. <laughs> this is a real nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a few there's, points. There's, there's touching. There's un. Lots of shoulder rubbing. Requested touching. Yeah. Um. So. Not to not to spoil Act Two and Three, but did it seem like in Act Two and Three she was a different character in each act? Yes. Okay. All right. I I wanted to make sure that was yeah. No, like in in Act, especially Act Three. In yeah. Act, but act Three, she becomes two, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. yeah, for real. In Sigourney act, Weaver and Linda Hamilton, mm-hmm. all in one. Right. Yeah. In Act Two, she she's much more like a fifties like no takes no guff reporter. Yeah. And but in act 1 they have her more as the pent-up scientist. I also thought I I also thought we'd hit the stopping point of the episode a couple of times before the episode ended. It was weird. I would agree. They just kept going. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's something major that happens in the plot in the third act. It's a real psycho twist. That would <laughs> right. Like yeah. that would have been the regular ending uh to a lot of other episodes. So just to finish up this act, the they realize, based on what Gok is saying... He says, the water, the walls. They uh, uh, Troy Donahue feels the cooling tank for the computer? Well, he... No, for, it's for it's for the, the antenna they were using. Because the or thing whatever, that we kind of missed is that this wasn't trying to discover micro-life. Yeah, they, were, they were trying, trying to, to discover extraterrestrial yeah, life. They were trying to communicate with, like, right. a, you know, a distant star or whatever. Um, and then because the, and they were answering at, so quickly, correct. they thought it was a geosynchronous orbit. Um, but... Then the doctor is like, oh, I'm going to look for a thing or whatever. That's when they started talking about water and they started talking about the walls and how the one side was warm and the other side was cool. They go to the cooling tank and mm. then he feels the one side's warm, the other side's like cool. A McDLT. Like, like a McDLT. Like a McDLT. So to wrap up this this first act, Lady Science thinks she's talking to space. Turns out she's talking to the tank that's next to her. The amoebas, yes. What a woman. Oh. <laughs> Um, the cu- the cooling tank speaks, and that's the act break. Uh, that yeah, once yeah. They I discover, think, I think that uh, that oh, Doctor Tro- to- Troy McClure says something about microscopic intelligent life, and then yeah, he they discover it by accident that it's the cooling tank because he did kind of you mentioned it earlier. Start looking for the wiretaps, and then dropped a flashlight on the oh, cooling yeah. tank. Yeah, like and don't destroy homeworld, don't destroy gawk planet water. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Gok rub flagella on whatever you need. <laughs> Glock no stop Gok, till happy. Gok no judge. Gok no judge. Gok stay with you for night or leave. Your choice. Gok tell no one of what happened at camp. I believe that is an act break. That is, that an, is act an act break. break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. I have seen this disease before. All the passengers, dead and alive. 
They must be destroyed. The Strain premieres Sunday, July 13th. say the strain. the strain yeah they didn't they didn't really go into the strain until later seasons uh i have i i've never seen an episode of the strain and now i've got something to binge watch when we're all uh quarantined inside our homes i i will be the first to admit that i i like looks good the show um let's see this is season four's trailer i'm just going to the end to hear yes you. the strain Premier Sunday, July 16th. On that's, that's better. A little more. The Strain. The Strain. The strain. <laughs> Go ahead, John. Strain. Good. The Strain. <laughs> no, I want to hear a real attempt. The Strain. <laughs> Shut up. Wait. <clears throat> proud of you. Thank you. The Stray. How do you get that rattling? The Stray. The Stray. The Stray. Red Ram. That was, that was closer. Thank you. That was a really good Red Ram. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, can make, I can do other sounds. You, you want Pee Wee? You want me to chuck and jive? What do you want? <laughs> I just listened to the... Uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend with uh, Paul Rubens, <gasps> and it's pretty great. It's uh, definitely worth a listen. And uh, he talks about the tour that's happening right now. But there's a section on Phil Hartman that is just amazing. And he, you know, Aww, yeah. Conan Conan talks about Phil Hartman and goes, "I know Phil Hartman, but I have no idea if I know Phil Hartman." Yeah, because Phil Hartman was the kind of guy where you'd be like. How's it going, Phil? And he would just say, it's Aces, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like how he was. Yeah. And like Paul Rubin says the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like he would always be like, you know, boys, this one's a real firecracker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always talked like a 1950s pilot. Uh, I love that. That that makes me happy. Uh, this just in, a Broadway usher is said to test positive for coronavirus. Yay. Oh, it's just gonna <laughs> As if Beetlejuice weren't in enough trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're back. back. It's a very unique strain time uh, when we find out that... Um, the strain. The strain. Um... I wrote down, remember, gobbledygook. Like, there is just my first note in the second act is, no sense! This is all pseudoscience, pseudoscience, pseudoscience. Yeah, uh, uh, apparently a strain of Legionnaire's disease sent That's what it was. That's the impulses yeah. to a microphone. That was the gobbledygook. 
Like this is a, a the beginning of Act Two might as well be called oh asked and answered yeah <laughs> it, because any objection that you might have as a viewer is explained in an answer so boring you go You'll fine right out whatever <laughs> you go fine at, at one point uh, he so so the doctor the good doctor and Gok are are having a little chat uh, he tells he tells Gok he will bring them light. And he brings over a, a lamp. They are, uh, and then he sends uh, he sends Paula on an errand to get them food because, of course, you know, send the woman. She's only a scientist. Yeah, get, have her on a food run uh, to get sugar water. And that's when I think that did, they were talking they about call- other elements. I, at some point, Gok yells, "Gok wishes to understand salt." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that comes in a, it, that comes in a little bit, uh, but I think this is when they started calling Gok the Thinker Strain. Yes, okay, um, because I think um, Paula and uh, Thomas were the original strain. Is that what they called? Them? I think so. Or, yeah, yes. it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Paula is uneasy with this. Also, yeah, at right. this she point. is she is never comfortable once she finds out they're single celled organisms. She's a bigot. And um, then <laughs> Doctor Troy McClure is like, "Baby, take it easy." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> also, I'm going to send you on a fetch quest while I rub one out talking to this amoeba. Yeah, he's like, "Get me a quart of sugar solution, make it snappy." No, he no, no, gives- and take your time. Ugh. Oh, and take your time. Well, no, no, because I mean, like he wanted to run one out, run, right? Yeah, that is out, true. Yeah. <laughs> but hurry up! I want you to catch it at the end. <laughs> hurry up! I yeah. want you. To, I want you to see the finish. I can't finish if you don't walk in. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I have a very specific kink called being caught by my lab assistants. It's a terrible kink, but it's the only one I have. She leaves, and he's like... He just starts telling it about the universe? Yep, and he he, he puts light on them. He's giving them all the secrets of, like... Oh, yeah. Like, the... here's, here's how water works, and here's how the planet works, and here's how salt water works, and here's how the human well, yeah, body and works. Then he, and then he shows them a fucking diagram of a salt molecule. Um, right, and, and let me just say that This any, is dumb. This episode this is, is very dumb. But any of these discoveries... Are Nobel prizes? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, finding an intelligent strain of bacteria. Yeah. But then also transmitting conversations yeah. over a computer back and forth. Yeah. Also, a single-celled organism understanding an illustration. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all of this, all of this is Nobel Prize stuff. Yeah. And all of, are, it, all of it is is changing man's perception of his place in the in the universe. Yeah. And he never asks a single question and he acts like this is just the way that it works and he is happy as a clam being yeah. their god. My note here was Tom tells them all about the universe or whatever. What could possibly go wrong? Here's the truth, guys. I kind of liked it. <laughs> this episode? Yeah. I- Kind of like it's it so was, dumb. It was it's so fine. Du- it was so dumb I that liked I that it was just so committed to itself in a way that wasn't. There was not a single tongue in a no, single cheek. No, no, that's no. true. I would, it, it I would happily take pretty this. Straight. It was played pretty straight. It felt very much like Plan Nine esque. 
Mm-hmm. I felt really bad for the actors having to memorize all of this science jargon gobbledygook. I was like, well done. You're but this is like a bad trying. Frankenstein. Yes. You yeah. know, like, yeah. this, and, and it has its charm and is at least tangentially related to the genre. Yes. You know, like. So, so there is a plan now. Gok explains he has a plan or the Gok. 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 Gok has a plan. They have a. A schematic. Yeah. A rebigulator. Yeah. Basically, they have they have a, a rebigulator um, where uh, uh, Paula pours the sugar in the tank. Um, they get, like, mm, they send they send good the, squishy. They send the plans to them to build the rebigulator. I thought they just had the rebigulator. Oh, did they? Okay. Well, I thought Gok had developed the rebigulator. They developed it on their end, and we're going to send. The schematics. How did you follow this? How the fuck did you guys follow this? No, the, uh, I have I'm, a, I'm piecing this all together. I have from, a master's degree in nonsense. Notes. Oh, great! But I, the truth is, I don't know. Okay, let me just yeah. tell you straight up. Yeah, I do not know. But I imagine that it was a fly type of situation. You'd need some sort of rebigulator. You would need yeah. a bigulator and then a rebigulator. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Big, no, a debigulator. A debigulator. They were building the receptacle to receive the signal from the bigulator, and when they send anything back, it, it gets debigulated. Debigulated. These are all Simpsons bits. Yes. <laughs> they know. They know. John. Okay. Uh, so, Gok comes out of the rebigulator. Well, well a gok, not a, the gok. Okay, a gok. But well, the gok we've been speaking. <laughs> well, to. this is this is also where all of a sudden, Laura. It is Laura, right? Paula. Okay. <laughs> Clits walks in. <laughs> I am fully my father. The horror. The horror. Not only have I been corrected already in the show that her name is Paula, I did it again. And the important thing is, you don't care. (laughs) Well, I also wrote her name twice on this piece of paper that I am obviously ignoring. Here's the greatest part that I don't know if we've talked about yet. This fucking doctor looks at Paula and goes, can you build that for me? (laughs) And she looks at him like, we're going to build some tech from water from, guys? Yeah, no. Seems no. like a bad idea. Uh, yeah, it, it really does seem like a bad idea. Um, well, she makes it and it looks like the cover of Jay Giles' centerfold. <laughs> <laughs> she makes this machine that basically has a checkerboard. I did not follow any of this. <laughs> well, you are I a am lady. a woman, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> Color me Laura. <laughs> Her name is Laura Paula. Her <laughs> name, name is, is Laura, Laura Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> Her name is Laura Palmer. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, they flip the switch on this transference machine or whatever. The rebigulator. The and then, if womp, 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 black light, black and white color, black and white color, black and white color, black and white color. 
And here it is. Here is one of the thinker strains here in front of us. Here it is. It looks like. So this is, a, this is a sweet little game we like to call It Looks Like. We all wrote down things that we thought this alien creature looked like. <sighs> Who's got boogie fever? Why, it's Disco Placenta. <laughs> I wrote, man, it looks like a jiffy pop with a light on. He... <laughs> Uh, mine is, you know that game you played in grade school where you all sat inside of a parachute? <laughs> like that, but with burnt onions for feet. <laughs> I wrote, why, it's a pile of Missy Elliott's laundry. <laughs> Whoa, that's a really impressive Portuguese man of war cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look out for that weather balloon. Nice. Yeah. I wrote... Look, it's that garbage bag that danced in American Beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the garbage bag that danced in American Beauty? Get ready to be wowed when you see him today. Doctors hate this one garbage bag secret. U.S. doctors beg Americans to throw away this one garbage bag. That garbage bag in American Beauty leaves nothing to the imagination. <laughs> you uh, should see that garbage bag. <laughs> Now, that's what you started with. I ruined it. <laughs> the first bit you did. No, it's okay. I fucking no, because you said it as a boy. Oh right. <laughs> oh, you mean I used comedy language? <laughs> More pot roast boys. All right. Well, see you later, female character on show. <laughs> if you don't mind, I'm gonna go build science. <laughs> Um, once this thing comes through, um, Paula's really like... Paula's had just about enough of this. And then, um, Troy McClure here is like, no, thunderclaps. Yeah. Basically, he's God. And she's like, I quit. I'm out of here. She does the, she says, I don't think I can continue to work with you. She still is like trying to not burn a bridge as she quits right. this yeah. job. Meanwhile, when he asks her to make this machine, he is on her... Like a tick on a deer. Oh, he is actively massaging her shoulders, which I'm yeah, sure was it's... not in the script. It was just an actor's choice. <laughs> this, is a, this is a real actor's choice to put his ball sack on the back of her neck <laughs> through, through a pair of Hagar slacks. <laughs> this guy is a garbage can. Well, she walks out and that is... Well, the... isn't, isn't this when we start talking about the renegade strain? Uh, I wrote that something. Oh, 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 right. oh there's like interference. Again, strains. Uh, yeah. So um, that's why she leaves. Oh, yeah, she Maddie. she leaves because of the renegade strain. Saying like they like inter interject. They they interrupt the um the signal from Grok or not Grok Gonk. Whatever, Gok. His name uh, is Gok. Uh, like I'm the one I'm to like real, real yeah. tickle <laughs> on the name. His name is Gok, man. Oh, what's the woman's name? Quickly, Paula. Yeah. Very good, man. I thought you were gonna say Candar. Just, just be so just so wrong. It's a completely Je- different. Oh, uh, Jenna, Jenna, Jennifer, Jennifer, uh, oh, Jennifer Love. Uh, it, uh, it's um. <laughs> It's Adrian Barbeau. It's Adrian Barbeau bot. Bot. <laughs> right. The once once the um, the thinker strain transfers in, you hear interference on the radio signal with Gok because Paula does say something like, 
I gave him a different voice so he can tell him apart. Sure. Yep, of course. And then um, Gok says, the renegade strain is here. We And then that's where the... Yeah, they, they want to harm you or something. Uh, that's no, where I don't. Tr- Troy McClure is like, kill them, Gok. Kill them all. Oh. Yeah. And that's where uh, Laura yeah, that's... Paula is like, no, thank you. Yes. You cannot genocide thinking mm-hmm. sentient amoebas. Uh, yeah, and I... We are Plus, here, they're so cute. We are here to serve, said the half-inflated garbage bag. And I with, guess that's something that happened. <laughs> and with that, it's an act break. And more transmissions from the dark side after this. It worked! The debigulator worked! Welcome to our world, most gracious Lisa. Your world is incredible, and you speak English. We have listened to you speak since the dawn of time, O Creator, and we have learned to imitate you exactly. You think I'm God? But of course. You looked down on us from heaven. You gave us life, and only your divine intervention can save us from the devil. The devil? What devil? The one you call... Oh, no, 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 you don't understand. Bart's just my brother. The devil is your brother? I must say, we find that quite perplexing. Uh, God? Hi, Bill Watson. I uh, live in the clock building. I have a question. If you're so good, why do you allow bad things to happen? Boy, am I so fat. Why do bad things happen to good people? Listen, I can take care of everything. All you have to do is unshrink me. Unshrink you? Well, that would require some sort of a rebigulator, which is a concept so ridiculous it makes me want to laugh out loud and short. Ah, but, uh, but not at you, O holiest of gods, with the wrathfulness and the vengeance and the blood rain and the hey, 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 it hurts me. Look, the destroyer, he returns. First-rate work, Bart. This universe you've created is even more impressive than Martin's milk carton ukulele. Willie, you can throw out the other projects. We have a winner. Principal Skinner, wait! I created the universe! Give me the gift certificate! (laughs) I love that there's the gift certificate prize for the science fair. What a great episode. (laughs) Yeah. Great episode. Hey, you know what? What, Matt? I mean, now there's 25 of them, but how many tree houses of terror are there? Oh, the God, there's, I think there's literally like 30. Guys. It's an I, anthology, I, I, I mean, guys. I, I, would, I, would, oh I would do it. I would do yeah, it. I would do it. Great. I would do it. I would do it for at least the first eight. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because uh, I, I cannot believe how fast we've come to the end of this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's only one more season of Monsters left. And it's either... And I thought we were going to jump into Tales from the Crypt. There's but we've so got We've got Freddy's and nightmares. we do have all of Freddy's nightmares. But I kind of <laughs> feel like a little palate cleanser might be nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, there, don't forget, there will also be season two of Creepshow. 
Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, but I would 1,000% be on board for Treehouse. Uh, do you mean in between season two and three of Monsters or after Monsters? I think after Monsters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's finish Monsters. Yeah. We've, we've interrupted Monsters enough. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, I... That would be great. That would be super fun. I'd, I'd love that. I would nerd the fuck out, though, so... Well, we wait. wouldn't. No, I know. Nothing I know. but cool comedy yep, questions yeah, over here. Because you guys don't like those episodes no. at all, so... Uh, what a delight. All right. And we're back. Not too much to say about the third act, other than this is the most action-packed unaction I've ever seen. It's yeah. weird. Uh, it starts with Sarah Connor, scientist, uh, getting, getting, getting communi- signal. Yeah, getting communications from the renegade strain. In her tank top. Yeah. Uh, Let yeah, me just I mean, say. She, she, was, she really was dressed like, uh, like Ripley mm-hmm. or yeah. like Sarah Connor, yeah. Them elf shoe titties was out. Pew, pew. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, all like, gawk. I almost gawked in my pants. (laughs) Uh, Paula starts communicating. The other strain reaches out to Paula. Yes. And they're they're telling her that. How uh, did they contact her? Oh, Oh, she also had MTVOS on her Tandy 6000. Cool. She had the exact same setup that she had in the lab, except she always had to be in the lab because of the setup in the lab. Is my nose bleeding? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let's plow forward like the writers did. So the other strain starts talking to Paula. I'm sorry. Before we keep going, can you imagine that writer's room where, like, the guy comes in, he pitches this, they start reading this dialogue. I like that you, you like, you're you're saying this like there are multiple writers. writers. (laughs) And not just one lunatic. So the one guy is at the table read for the only time they're going to read the script out loud with humans. Also, I think it's funny that you thought there was a table read. (laughs) Well, I'd have to imagine at some point somebody read this, right? No, I, I, no, I really don't think so. Like, what do you, (laughs) I met, I seriously think that the cast and crew showed up, they were handed the script and they figured it out. They had like three days to shoot. These were pioneer times, Matt. (laughs) I'm just saying on the day. They had to have at least read the dailies. Like, what are we doing? Now, there wasn't a writer to be found to fix anything. But they had to have read this and gone, huh? Do what now? We'll fix it in post. Uh, I, I think they started <laughs> reading. I think someone started reading. It was like, ah, close enough. <laughs> Seven. Uh, the actors will. Someone started reading it. It goes, ah, it feels like 22 minutes. Yeah. yeah gave it a heft. <laughs> he put What's the this? script. He put the printed script, script in his on hand. the scale. Richard P. Rubenstein showed up, <laughs> yeah. felt the pamphlet with the script, and goes, "As a twenty-two minuter, yeah, yeah, rip out a page from the middle. <laughs> rip out the page that explains how they got here. Yeah, it's fine. That's an act break. The Paula is now like, oh." Man, I, I can't believe I just heard from these renegade things in the lab. Well, so she hears from them, and then they are immediately assassinated by Gok. Right. And 
their death sounds are amazing. Hilarious. Because it it I'll be the uh I'll be the uh, amoeba and somebody okay. attack me. I'm just saying, Paula, we need you to save. Must destroy. Must he, destroy. Oh, no, Gok. they're here. Must they're destroy, here. Gok. Uh, I am destroying you. Gok? Hello? Oh, then she's okay. basically, Paula's like, well, it's clobbering time. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to free throw some bleach into that tank. Uh, yes, yeah, so she, I think this is when she goes into the other room and she hears Gok. Um, talking to itself about taking over the planet. Like, yeah, we're oh, hearing Gok's inner is... monologue, or, or yes. Gok talking to the rest of Gok. I mean, to be fair, we don't know if they actually have the ability for an internal monologue, so... You're right. I mean, they are... See, like, here's the thing. I thought it was... To be fair. To be fair. I thought it was the earthbound Gok talking to the water Gok. That's what I thought. Being like, hey... My my shell is now he was, hard. He was reporting back. He's like, okay. my shell's hard. They don't know. I think I can kill everybody. It's cool. <laughs> it's hard like a garbage bag. It will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Paula Connor comes in and then decides to have the slowest fight with a bag of garbage, garbage. <laughs> ever recorded on film. Yeah, she... This she... makes the the fights in Star Trek the first run look like masterpieces of cinema. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of the lizard? The 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 famous Kirk fight with the with the lizard? Oh, um um wasn't it like the Gronk or something? Uh uh I can't I think of this. Oh, this know. is what's wrong with my brain? Gorn. 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 Yeah, Gorn. Thank you. Gorn. Oh, it was close enough. Yeah. Don't uh, let me not act like I knew that. Yeah. I, it up. That was a quick Google. <laughs> that was a very quick Google. Hey, I'm no slouch. Nice did you, did quick you just, Google. Did you just Google like Star Trek lizard? I or? said Kirk fight lizard. <laughs> now you're talking like the gawk. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk fight lizard. Kirk wins. You found out my secret. <laughs> I've been gored all along. Love I mean gawk. I Kirk. mean gawk. <laughs> I mean Laura. <laughs> I have been Laura the whole time. Does not compute. Why, God, why have you... <laughs> Paula... Decides to get into a slow fight. A slow fight, and the gawk starts trying to ingest her. It, Paula. It, it, it follows her around. The plastic sleeping bag starts yeah. to eat her. <laughs> Well, it's, so it really, to me, did not look like it was trying to eat her. It it really did look like it was just humping her leg. This is an I'm doing it wrong, then. This is an amazing fight scene, because basically the brain bug from Starship Troopers <laughs> yeah. is, is perching itself upon Paula. I almost said Laura again. I swear <laughs> to God, I did. And she's like, oh, must get to that stool that has... A draftsman triangle, a triangle on it. That's well, science. I mean, it, it's it science. had a protractor, yeah, <laughs> and a right angle draft. Look, it's something you would find in a laboratory. Sure, it's not going to be the top pick of uh, you know Family Feud, but uh, <laughs> what? I, I Matt, I thought the same thing. Where I was like, the artists have those, draftsmen have those, scientists. I don't know. 
But it was convenient because it was sharp and pointy. So she was able to use that to stab the garbage bag. To release the super slime. Oh, God. (laughs) There is a moment where she gets hit smack dab in the face with some ultra slime. And it was like, oh, oh. And then he walks in and they didn't let her clean up. Yeah, she oh, just she's has still it like Oh, they wanted her to be on her yeah. decolletage, on her face. Oh yeah, like half a boob was soaked. It looked gross. And then um he being the the scientist, Dr. whatever, Dr. Naughty, <laughs> Dr. Thomas. Dr. Thomas uh, is like I can't let you do that, Paula. Can't let you kill that guy. Well, and she starts talking about how, like, Gok lied. They're they're planning on taking over the planet, etc., etc. I mean, she already made a bumper sticker that said Gok lied. People died. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he uh, he is having none of this, and uh, he throws her into the debigulator. Well, yeah, he he's, he's basically yells like, that there's you... only room for one god. Yeah, uh, can, can you step two to the right? Yeah, no, no, a little and, bit more, and no, just, a little bit, a little and, bit back over, and, and bink, bink. There we go. And then Gok goes, "The transfer didn't go well. She didn't make it." Well, just, no, Matt, you are forgetting one very important thing. It, he goes and he looks in the microscope, and her tiny little body is floating under the water, and she is dead. It's so cute. The thing is, this mic. How on earth is that microscope? Focused exactly on her. This is so dumb. (laughs) The whole thing is so dumb. And then the episode continued from here. This at this point, I was just like, uh, this felt like a more of an end. I don't know. This felt like the real end. I mean, we've had animated amoebas attacking each other on on Commodore sixty four screens. We've had a trash bag get stabbed by a triangle. And then we have Paula underneath the water dead. We've had enough happen and the fucking episode. Yeah. But they go, nah. Nah, we're not done yet. We got we not got dog. a minute and a half left. Nah, dog. You're never going to find out if, she, if at the end of No Country for Old Men, if he killed her or not. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in that coin flip? You're never going to know. So, uh, Gok starts talking to... The scientist um, to, to, to Dr. Dr. Troy McClure. Yes. Uh, and he, they're like, so what is the status of Gok outside of water? Uh, I'm sorry. It didn't make it. What is the status of Paula? Oh, she did not make it either. But we have an idea. We have created a new strain of Gok that can live in salt water. Sure. Yeah. Oh, cool. That's, that's yeah, that's great. We would like Gok to live in you. Cool. Uh, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, I'll just yeah. inject it in me. Any way yeah. that I can do this without um, any sterilization? Yeah, no problem. Could I do it with what looks like the heroin kit from Pulp Fiction? <laughs> yeah, why not? Awesome. I am a, I am a, a doctor, right? A doctor? A lab guy? Uh, well, he's a scientist. a scientist. I am a scientist. Doctors I seem to understand me. <laughs> hey, here's the other thing. This is a big tank. Just put your big, put all you guys in like a one place. Yeah, everybody just kind of nudge over to the side, would you? Put, hey, Gok, tell everybody, get to that surface. I'll find you. How? Well, from what I gathered, everyone was Gok. It wasn't just like 
one cell was talking to him. It was like a collective. Here's here's the fun part. It doesn't he, matter. It doesn't matter. He grabs a <laughs> hypodermic needle. He scoops up some. He gawk. scoops up Prime a gawk. lot, a lot of gawk. gawk, a lot of gawk. Injects because in him. his mind, he thinks gawk is basically promising him everlasting life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh God. What did he say? No brain disease. No. No pain. No senility. Rock hard cock. No diarrhea. Ropes for days. <laughs> Eat vegetables with the skin on. Doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. That's. I mean, is that a superpower, Jen? I've always wanted to do it, and I've been terrified. <laughs> You've seen the FDA's dirty dozen, guys. If you're eating apple skins, you're taking your life in your hands. If you don't know that they cover those things in wax, <laughs> then you need to wake up, sheeple. <sighs> we're like, we're, 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 I can see the finish line from here. <laughs> we're so close. Well, okay. Here it is. Big surprise. Gox take over his body. Yeah. And then they reveal their plan to... Uh, dump to blood into the ocean. Yeah, to dump blood into like all the world's waters and also other people. All, Gawk. And then I then, then I think like he looks off into the distance and credits. He li- looks off into the distance and he thinks to himself, "What a wonderful world! It's the living." <laughs> and then. Richard P. Rubenstein, <laughs> executive producer. That's the episode. Let's go to the writer's room. Is there anything that we would fix? Uh, no, uh, it's, no, it is what it is. It is. is. A ridic- it is a ridiculous episode. You having fun episode? I cool. Guess, have at it. I mean, I guess they could have leaned into the ridiculousness a little bit more, but Here's- just don't go. Just don't go into tongue coming out of cheek territory, and and. I, I, I think it would have been fine. Here, here is my nickels worth of revisions. <laughs> Paula doesn't die. Okay. She, she kills the thing, then finds out that he had already injected, and he kills her. Or she kills him, excuse me, and then she dumps bleach in the end, or she's dying and kills them all, or something. I think she dumps bleach in it, but he injects her with it. So now, like, she's killed it, but it's in her. I, I guess one thing you could do uh, is kind of change the stakes a little bit. Of th- This isn't an initial discovery. This is their entry to fucking Nobel Prize in biology yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because they were so casual about... Yeah, they yeah. were so casual with the discovery of intelligent this, life. Yeah, They're not going to fucking tell anybody. This egomaniac isn't going to tell... Everybody. So what's the point then? What was he going to do with them? They're just his pals? He's just going to be... Yeah, I mean, guys, if I went home right now and one of my cats talked to me, I would immediately be on the phone with Lester Holt. Like, get over to my house. I have talking cats. Like, that's the whole thing that doesn't make sense about this. You would throw your cats under the bus like that? No, no. I would want them to be celebrities. Yeah. They would make me money and I would never have to work again. Believe me. You know they'd want to do an autopsy, man. I have... I know. I have tried to coach them into talking. They would be on Conan... I mean, I'd be like, I'd be, I'd be there too. 
I've thought about this. Let's go on. I, it's obvious that you've thought about it. <laughs> here, here's one I'm agreeing with with what you just said is that the cat should talk. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going I'm not going to lie. I've also had nightmares about the exact same thing where like I look at them and they stand up on their hind legs Father, and they start we- <laughs> Father, we need to speak to you about the food. And I like no joke, I scream in my sleep. Like I laugh in my sleep too, but I also wake myself up screaming and it's usually from my cats walking on their hind legs. Jen, give us a kale. Uh, <laughs> Jen, <laughs> give a kale. Jen, eat some kale. Sure. With yeah. the skin on. Yep. And, uh, uh, give us a scale. Can you take the skin off of kale? Oh, yeah. You can just leave them sweet fibers. <laughs> uh, scale of one to ten Lindas. Five. Uh, you know, I would actually go with a six. I'm going to do five. I enjoyed it. I mean, but, it was, just, road. but it was just... I thought you would go higher. Well, kind of going back to the writer's room situation... I felt like they didn't lean into the pseudoscience in a way that made those older fashion science fiction stories work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the they saved Hitler's brain or mm-hmm. the head in the jar and that right. type of thing. Like it just was way too surface level. Everything was explained with its technology. and It, it was, should have been simplified a little bit. And and I realized that it was like basically a bottle episode, yeah, with a voiceover machine, a plastic bag, and two actors, right? So I mean, I can't complain completely. It works for what it is, but it's not uh, simple and satisfying the way I like yeah. it. You can get in contact with us at T from the Dark Side on Facebook and Instagram, TFTDS Pod on Twitter. Email us at t from the dark side at gmail.com. Boy, oh boy, we love hearing from you and we hope to hear from you soon. Guys, did I forget anything? Try, Try to, to enjoy, enjoy the, the daylight. daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side. And on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.